1933, a college student named Ralph Wiley was finishing up his shift. He worked in a chemical laboratory in Michigan. Ralph's job was to clean the lab equipment, specifically all the glassware, the vials, the beakers, and the plates that the scientists use every day. As he tried to scrub at one of the vials, he realized that whatever he was scrubbing wasn't coming off. The mysterious substance he discovered in that vial, it was a chemical that turned out to be the key ingredient in something that we all still use today. Here it is, the most amazing food wrap ever developed. It's the crystal clear plastic that lets you see everything you wrap. He filed for a patent a few years later. It was one of the first plastic patents in a long line of products to follow. And today, from saran wrap to Teflon to Tupperware to bubble wrap. January 26th is Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. You can find plastic pretty much everywhere in pretty much everything. But by now, we've all heard about the downsides of plastic. Plastic has saturated our environment. There is a garbage truck of plastic. It has invaded the animals we eat. Entering the ocean every minute of every hour of every day. And now... We are experiencing the fastest rate of extinction ever. It's finding its way into our bodies. For a while, we all thought the solution to this bad news about plastic was recycling. But now there's a downside to recycling, too. We return to a special series on our plastic problem. As we've noted in prior stories, the troubles with recycling are a major part of all of this. The trash now threatens the industry. China, the world's biggest buyer of recycled materials, stopped importing a lot of our salvaged goods last year. Despite our best efforts, only 9% of all plastic we use winds up being recycled. There are people all over the world responding to this bad news. Many of them are scientists. In fact, environmental scientists have been working on plastic elimination for over 60 years now. They're focused on what happens after you throw that plastic away. Because the truth is, there is no away. There's an island of plastic the size of Texas floating in the Pacific Ocean. That problem isn't going away, unless we find a new solution. The patent system is built on learning from the past. New patents can build on the old ones, making way for smarter and better innovations. A pair of young Canadian scientists decided they were going to find the solution. They'd build something new, something that would finally trash the plastic problem. Our process with ATOD actually um, can break down polyethylene within six hours. From the Intellectual Property Owners Education Foundation, this is Stroke of Genius. I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, where uh, nature is always a big part of my, um, of my upbringing. This is Miranda Wang. And I'm the co-founder and CEO of Bioselection. She said it was this early connection to nature that got her into the business of sustainability. And being part of nature, um, being aware of our surroundings and our sustainable practices was a big part of how we lived and also what my teachers really um, emphasized in my education. 
Miranda said the moment she really understood the enormity of plastic pollution was on a school field trip to a waste management facility. And so on this field trip, when I saw how much plastic was going into the landfill, um, and, you know, I was in the facility and looking at this huge pit of plastic trash my own eyes, I started realizing that, that this was a huge, huge problem. Yeah, I think, like, that, that tr- waste transfer station moment was, was definitely a shared moment for us. And that's Jeannie. My name is Jeannie Yao. I'm the co-founder and chief operating officer at Bioselection. Jeannie and Miranda have been best friends since eighth grade. They can't remember exactly where they met, whether it was in band or a math contest or a recycling club. Jeannie agrees with Miranda about the field trip moment. We were still in high school at the time, and we've never visited a waste plant before. And that waste plant happened to be located right, you know, in the community that we were living in. So it was literally our own trash that we were seeing. So it definitely made a big impression um, in my mind. First, it was a overwhelming sense of concern and anxiety. And I think a lot of youth today are feeling that. We will do everything in our power to stop this crisis from getting worse. You know, following the Thunberg effects. protesting and and giving a voice to the environment, people are anxious. And I felt that when I was young. After the field trip, Miranda and Jeannie's minds were made up to stop just being a part of the problem and to become part of the solution. They took every science class their high school offered. They participated in every science fair, joined the environment club, and even started doing research with teachers at their school. That was when they realized that scientists had been working on the plastic problem for more than half a century. What the two friends found was that some scientists already thought they had the solution. It involved recruiting natural bacteria to use the plastic as a food source. The young scientists were floored by this discovery. Maybe it was possible to literally eat our way out of the plastic problem. But the bacteria ate slowly. It took a long time for them to break down plastic. Too long. Jeannie and Miranda began to wonder. Right, if natural bacteria can do it on their own, um, why isn't the plastic problem being cleaned up already? This question would grow in their minds, spinning and turning as they graduated from high school and went off to college. Miranda studied at UPenn and Jeannie at University of Toronto. All through college, they continued their research with that question ever-present. How can we speed up a natural process? Miranda said they finally realized they'd have to leave biology behind. We realized that, you know, if we are depending on biology, on cells, to break down plastics, it would be a very slow process. We had to really kind of get together and, and assess, <laughs> you know, what, what this is about. Is this about us being, you know, bio, biochemists or is this about us solving the plastic problem? And, and ultimately we decided that we wanted to solve the plastic problem. It was then that they knew it was time to turn their idea into not just their life's work, but a profitable business in the hub of innovation, Silicon Valley. 
Finally, when we sort of got an idea of how research works and looked at entrepreneurship as a route to commercialize science, we uh, started, you know, seriously thinking about founding this organization, which we eventually founded, you know, the startup in 2015. And, and built our way from there. But now a company called Bioselection is changing that by taking all that Bioselection plastic. Bioselection is a startup that has developed a process that turns the polyethylene into chemicals. The chemicals are then sold to companies that use them to make a wide range of products, from padded jackets and auto parts. Bioselection is the first company to achieve this with recycled plastic film. Miranda and Jeannie hired a few staff members, and they got to doing what they do best. They researched. Now that they knew they wanted to develop a chemical process instead of honing a biological one, they had to figure out chemical oxidation. Oxidation normally takes place over hundreds of years, as the plastic passes through different phases before finally breaking down into carbon dioxide. The team focused on the chemistry that could speed up that process. And to do this, they needed plastic to practice breaking down. Luckily, they didn't have to look much farther than their own backyard. It's estimated that Americans take home about 1,500 plastic bags each year. And in our area, here's where many of them end up, the Green Waste Recovery Center in San Jose. Film plastics... So Green Waste Recovery and the city of San Jose have really championed us from our very early days. Um, even when we just had a really simple proof of concept for the, you know, the technological approach, um, they process over 40 jurisdictions waste. Um, these are the guys who kind of, you know, take your blue bin from the curbside and then take it to a, a facility to sort them. It was like time had turned backwards to when the two friends were high schoolers visiting the waste plant in their Vancouver neighborhood. Again, it was seeing their own plastic waste that would make an impact on their future. We started um, thinking about, are there chemical methods we can directly apply to oxidize plastics? And that's what the core of our technology, which we, we coined Accelerated Thermal Oxidative Decomposition, or ATOD. The first ATOD patent was published on October 24th, 2019. Now, ATOD spans a few different patents. And Jeannie says bioselection has filed trade secrets for some parts of the process as well. Both are valuable forms of IP, and you really have to decide very carefully what you're going to patent and what you're going to trade secret. Um, and in our case, what we've trade secreted are some of the downstream processing procedures that come out of ATOD. Those are things that we, uh, it, you know, took took us a while to you know really uh, understand and develop and master, and those are the things that uh, will give us um, you know a lot of advantages when it when it comes to uh, developing our own materials downstream. I asked Jeannie how she described the invention at its most simple level. She said to think about it, kind of like Legos. If you see plastic packaging waste as um, some type of a model built from Lego building blocks. What we're doing is essentially taking the building blocks apart, um, breaking it down into uh, the simple Lego pieces. They break down the waste, and then they start rebuilding. 
the bioselection website calls this upcycling. Upcycling is the better version of recycling. Instead of reusing a plastic bag as a plastic bag or a bottle as a bottle, upcycling goes, well, up in the supply chain. It improves the quality of whatever material is being used. Miranda said the things they build out of their upcycled materials are way, way more impactful than plastic bags or plastic wrap. Right. And so these are not just materials that like cover a piece of banana and keeps it safe. This is actually a material that enables a function like you standing on your feet for a whole whole day without feeling sore or you sitting in a car and and feeling, you know, being safe in there when there's a collision. Right. These are performance materials and these materials are very important for everyday lives. Bioselection built ATOD to break down plastic waste from the city they live in. Things like plastic bags, bubble wrap food packaging, things with dyes and adhesives and labels. Their ATOD technology breaks all of it down into its most basic building blocks, the Legos Genie was talking about. And then, instead of building the same thing as before, they build a better one. Now, the company doesn't just work with San Jose, but with Google's California campus as well, to collect their plastic waste. And Bioselection has received its fair share of recognition for all that its ATOD technology has accomplished. From grants, to awards, to both Miranda and Jeannie being listed on Forbes 30 Under 30. But to the women behind Bioselection, this recognition is not the important part of the story. They aren't in the game to make an impact. You know, we're not just... Uh, kind of wiping our hands and saying, oh, we, we found a solution. We got into some articles. This is pretty cool, right? We, we actually want to see this through and develop a commercialized solution to, to help tackle the plastic problem, which is one of the biggest crises in our generation. How do I go about making impact is I don't focus on that particular aspect of it. It's not about the greatness of that. It's, it's about the actual problem that you're solving, um, being intellectually really interested in that problem, understanding why this problem is meaningful, no matter what happens out there in the world, that this problem is a real problem. I like to focus more on, on getting the work done and, and understanding you know, what should be done. Miranda and Jeannie, they're building not just technology, but a new way of thinking. One with central knowledge that you can't throw this plastic away because there is no away. Now they think of the whole process as a circle. Maybe you've heard of the circular economy. It's the idea that the way we use resources isn't working. We live in a finite world. And if we keep going at the rate we are, we'll run out of resources soon, way too soon. The circular economy um, is really important for our generation and for the future. If we want to continue um, you know, using materials in an effective manner without creating so much waste. Take plastic, for example. Resources like coal, gas, and oil are extracted from the earth. Then they're shipped to a factory where they're turned into, let's say, a plastic bag. This production process requires even more resources. Next, the bags are distributed across the world, bought by places like grocery and retail stores, pharmacies, gas stations. Customers use the bags, and then they throw them away. You can probably guess that there's a but coming. I know I sound like a broken record now, 
but really, there is no away. And that's why we have plastic overflowing our landfills and our oceans. With the understanding that what we're using had a life before it got into our hands, and it will continue to have a life after we toss it, why wouldn't we turn the model into something more circular? That's the dream, right? Jeannie says now, they don't even think about their model as a perfect circle anymore. Instead, they see it as an infinity sign. So we think of circularity um, as a loop that doesn't necessarily look like a circle, but it's really some type of an infinity loop because, you know, while we're turning the plastic packaging waste into these higher value materials, we are also displacing fossil fuel consumption because those materials um, in the current industry are produced uh, mostly from fossil fuel resources. Um, so it is um, just a different type of circularity. Think about it like a shortcut. By using the plastic that's already been made, bioselection skips over the step that requires more fossil fuels and ultimately leaves a smaller carbon footprint. As the entrepreneurs explain this idea of the circular economy to me, I couldn't help but think of the invention process in the same way. It's, um, it's kind of a journey, you know, when you go about inventing something. Um, if you look at, look at it in um, hindsight, every step is directly related to the next one. I looked back at all the little moments Jeannie and Miranda had told me about and how they'd ended up here. It all started with a love of nature, forged by their community. Then it was that fateful day at band camp or the recycling club or wherever it was. But my sort of early impressions of Miranda was that she's, she's just a really bold and she's not uh, scared to speak her mind. She uh, speaks the truth, even though it might not be popular with other people. And I just really admired her for being able to do that as a teenager. We've always been wonderful companions to each other as we've gone through this journey. Um, we've, we've experienced, you know, these moments together. Um. Next, a field trip to a trash dump. Then science fairs and school projects, teachers and past studies, everything built off of what had come before it. The two women had used all their past experiences and all their past plastic waste to make something new. And I think oftentimes today, too many researchers go into something knowing exactly what they need to get out of it, and they go looking for that. Um, and so we took a different approach. When you're on the course of this type of you know, discovery, you um, have to be really open-minded. And maybe the invention process also looks a bit like an infinity sign. Ralph Wiley, back in 1933, invented something he thought would convenience the lives of all Americans. And he was right. It did. He had no idea what impacts plastics would come to have on the world. But since then, scientists have recognized the problem and learned from all the work that was done before them. They use that past knowledge to build something new, something they can protect with patents and trade secrets, like bioselection has done. And then whatever companies they've created or products they've invented can go on to inspire the next generation of green entrepreneurs. And the next ones, and so on, and so on, and so on.
Tag us on Instagram at IPO Education Foundation, along with a small business that is innovating for a green future, so we can celebrate our small business owners and their efforts. This episode of Stroke of Genius is sponsored by Schwegman Lundberg Wussner. Schwegman is one of the largest intellectual property boutique firms in the country, focusing on original drafting and filing of patent applications, with clients located throughout the United States and elsewhere in the world. To learn more, visit www.slwip.com. Stroke of Genius Season 3 is produced by Goat Rodeo, a DC-based production company that works to empower storytellers. Keep an ear out for us.